0: Welcome to the Daily Devotion with Pastor Terry Reynolds. It's so good to be with you today as we continue along in God's Word as we've been talking about the Gospels. Today we're in Luke chapter 5 beginning in verse 33. We read, And they said to Jesus, Why is it it that the disciples of John fast often and make prayers? And likewise the disciples of the Pharisees, Speaking of our disciples too, being the Pharisees' disciples, but yours here they are eating and drinking. And where they're at? Of course, they're in Levi's house, Matthew's house, where we left them off, left them all in yesterday's program. And he tells us in verse thirty-four, and he said unto them, Can you make the children of the bridegroom fast, and while while the bridegroom is with them? Of course, we need to ask us, who is the bridegroom? Well, to answer that, we know the bridegroom as being Jesus. And the children, or the bride, is, is the church himself. And so what he was saying is why he is there. It's okay for them to eat and enjoy each other. But there is going to be a day that he will be gone. Notice verse 35. He said, but the days, the days will come... When the bridegroom will be taken away from them, that idea that word taken away is that Greek word to be taken away or taken away by force, we're referring to the cross, that day that he will be taken from their presence by force at the crucifixion. You know, the day will come when the bridegroom was taken away from them, and how they will be shocked and to be amazed how quickly. He, this is going to come to an end, what they think. But of course, we know the story that the cross wasn't the end of the story, was it? Because three days later, he rose from the dead. I think it's interesting that word taken away. We also find it used in the book of Th- First Thessalonians chapter 4, where Paul was speaking about those who had gone to sleep those who had died and and the local fellowship was worried about him what what what's going to happen to them and what happens to the, us who stay behind and he tells us in verse 17 of chapter 4 he says then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up or else taken away or really what it means take it away by force we get this word in the latin is wrapped and of course, in English, we we translate that, and that's where we get the word rapture from. Taken away by force together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So the rapture is going to happen suddenly, even as they are going to see suddenly Jesus Christ is going to be gone from their midst. And so it tells us in verse 35 as we continue, And then shall they, they fast in those days, and so he He spoke also of a parable unto them. No man puts a piece of new garment upon the old. If otherwise, then both of the new make a tear, and the piece that was taken out of the new agrees not with the old. Of course, back in those days, they had shrinkage. If they would go buy new clothes, they would shrink, and they had to plan for the shrinkage. I uh, you know maybe if you're too young, you don't remember that, but I think a lot of us do when we would go buy new clothes, especially if you bought yourself a pair of Levi pants, you had to prepare to buy them if you wanted to buy a, you know a pre shrunk Levi's you're okay. you could buy your size but if you want buy some that weren't shrunk yet, normally they were a little bit less money. You had to consider for the shrinkage you had to take into account how much they would shrink. And so this is really what he's talking about, that they had to do something in order to, to see if it was going to shrink. This is why if you had an old garment, you wouldn't sew a new patch on it. Because the first time you would wash it, if it, was, uh, if it wasn't already pre-shrunk or shrunk when you sewed the patch on, when you would wash it, of course, the, the sewing that you did, the stitching you did or the patch onto the pants would start to rip apart. So that's not something that you would do. They would patch a new piece of cloth onto an old garment because it would just make make it worse and it would tear. In verse 39, he also says, No man also have drunk old wine immediately desires a new, where he says the old is better. See, you've, you've seen it. People are, are are ones who have set in their ways. They're not even willing to try. that's what Jesus is saying. Who's he speaking to? Of course, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. They are not interested in what God might be doing today. More interested, they're more interested in what God did 500 years ago or 1,000 years ago, but not interested in what God might want to do right there in their midst. They're locked into their religion. They're locked into their tradition. And so what Jesus is speaking here about That I think it's so important for us to get that we need to be careful not to get locked into those old traditions, those old systems, but rather to be open to what God has for us to do. Their traditions kept them from God. You know, I think it's amazing as you go through where Jesus introduced a new covenant to us. It's a covenant of his blood, his shed blood, and it's the covenant of grace but yet they weren't able to hear it. And Jesus said, you just don't put new wine in the old skins. So he's creating a a new order, per se, for his disciples, that God might pour his spirit and and this new work of God's spirit into new skins. But even the new skins have become old. But even the new skins, if if they are old, they still are going to burst. So God was desired to uh, do a wonderful new work in their midst, outside the systems, outside the you know the religious systems that they had set up. He was wanted to do a fresh, fresh work among them. You might say, "Well, that's not the way we've done it. We, you know, we've done it in the past." You see, maybe fifteen years have gone by, and that's the way we've done things in the past, and people you know, get stuck in a rut so easily, so quick, so, you know, steadfastly, they're not going to change in any way. But, you know, remember what I would been told before, that the only difference between a rut and a grave is the length and the depth. God keep us from the ruts lest they become graves. So how does that work for us today? You know, Paul was in writing to the book of Galatians, the, the Galatians up there in, in the Mesopotamian area, they had came to know Christ. They be, came to know the freedom that they had in the Lord. But once he would leave the city, leave the area, there were those who would follow after Paul. They were known as, became known as the Judaizers. They would... Uh, after Paul would leave a city, they would come in to the new believers and and start to say, well, we understand what Paul has to say, but to be really right with God, you need to do keep the Sabbath, you need to keep the ordinances, you need to, you know, and they gave them a great list of things that they needed to do in order to be right with God. There's a real dangers to that. If you hear people saying, You need to believe in Jesus, and let me give you 10 other things that you need to do. Don't listen to them. See, the gospel is meant to be very simple. As Paul writes in Romans chapter 10, If you would believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory, to God the Father, thou shalt be saved. See, it really does come down to our belief. Do we believe in him? Do we trust his word? Are we seeking to live the way he has laid out for us and his word for us to live? He says, if that's the case, we're born again. We're we're part of the family of God. And we should seek to be led by his spirit day in and day out. Traditions will always try to choke the work of God. Try to choke the movement of the spirit. You know, I believe there's there's order within the church. I believe that God's a God of order. But may we always be open to the Spirit. Say, Lord, what would you have us to do this day? So why don't we pray? Father, we thank you. We thank you for the work, the fresh work of your Holy Spirit. And God, keep us so ever, ever pliable. Keep us, Lord, from that rigid, life that would keep us from that fresh work of the Holy Spirit. Lord, keep us from our own traditions, that we'd be open to the work of the Holy Spirit. Oh, Lord, help us to be open to receive the things that you would have us to do this day. Free us, Lord, from any traditions that may have begun to develop. And help us, Lord, to always to walk in the openness before you, ready to hear, ready to receive, ready to respond, ready to obey. In Jesus' name, amen. And so until next time, this is Pastor Terry. May God richly bless you. Thank you for taking part in today's program. We would love to hear from you. You can email us at Terry Reynolds at AgapeChapelOC.org Again, that's Terry Reynolds at agapechapeloc.org or you can write us at Agape Chapel, P.O. Box 4023 Huntington Beach, California 92647 May God richly bless you.